Hello and welcome back to another caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Samantha Kaufman. I'm Father Andy. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hello guys. So morning. <laughs> morning. Um, what do we have going on this upcoming week? There's so much I feel like happening in the next week or so. Yeah, well I think my week next week will hopefully be pretty quiet. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be going on retreat next week. Um, I'm gonna be staying with the uh, Benedictine monks over at St. Vincent's in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. So uh, just a few days of retreat next week, so looking forward to that. So silent retreat, so it'll be very quiet. I'm anticipating, especially Benedictine monks. They're <laughs> usually quiet. pretty quiet. So um, so yeah, looking forward to that. But I know it's going to be pretty active here next week. So Yeah. Well, at so my parents, that's where they live that's in right, Latrobe, yeah. PA. So my mom actually works at the Basilica as a secretary. So maybe you'll, yeah. you'll see them around. Well, yeah. you have to be silent, though. You can't really interact. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> but um, when, yeah, when she was here last time, she mentioned that I could just you know walk over to the parish office and she'll be there. So maybe I'll find my way over there at some point. But, um, Sweet. But yeah. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. a big campus there. Yeah, I don't really know where I'm going either. I need to talk to uh, uh, this priest friend that I know who's been there a number of times. But yeah, I know kind of where I'm going, but I don't know who to check in with and where to check in and what I might need to bring or not bring, that kind of thing. So, but uh, That's kind of stressful. Eh, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> the monks are very hospitable. They'll take care of, they'll yeah. take care of uh, the needs that are there. So, mm-hmm. um, good. so yeah. The food ought to be good. You think? I, I know that the food at Benedictine... Uh, the Abbey in Cleveland. Okay. They would cook for some of the retreats we did. Oh. And it was like all homemade, fresh baked pizza. That's great. So they hopefully. do do some sort of a bake sale or bread sale. My mom's bought like all the monk mm-hmm. stuff. Hmm. Um, they is that a kind lot. of their, yeah, is that their, one of the ways that they, they help to raise money is yeah. through bakery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's usually like a line all, all outside the basilica, like a huge oh, line wow. for it whenever they do stuff like that. Because wow. it's really good. Yeah. Know? So do you get to pray with them like in the middle of the night and midday? And... That opportunity will be there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to see exactly how or when they, they pray their, uh, their divine office together and when masses and that kind of thing. Because I think even like mass with the monks might be a little bit of a different um, experience, you know, they probably have maybe some kind of Benedictine mass setting and that kind of thing. That um, I don't know. I'll have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, isn't there like motto? I don't know a better thing. Uh, aura et labora, mm-hmm. like prayer and work. Yeah, yeah, prayer so and work. Do you have to bring work clothes for this? <laughs> they would probably not want that. Actually, <laughs> they'd probably say, "We'll we'll take care of the work. You just pray. <laughs> you just pray." But um, but yeah, I. I just happened to call uh, or email the one priest that I know uh, who is there. And I said, well, do you have any openings of this week? And they're kind of looking for a few days of retreat. And it was very just casual, like, oh, yeah, sure, come on up. And you know, I'm like, hmm. well, like, uh, that's that simple, huh? But, yeah, so I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but just some quiet time of prayer and reflection. And good. That'll be really good. So We'll, we'll be praying for you. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Spencer and I are having... A few people over tomorrow night for a Halloween slash fall party. Oh, nice. It'll be fun. Um, we do this every year, and this is the first time that it's really close to Halloween. So I'm having some of my friends dress up, and there'll be oh, like okay. a costume party. But I have <laughs> my costume. So Spencer and I are being 
So I'm going to be Snoopy, and he's going to be Charlie Brown. Oh, boy. And he ordered, this is hilarious, I cannot wait to see this, but he ordered a bald cap for himself to be Charlie Brown. That'd be great. And I'm like, so he's not tried it on yet, but I'm curious to see what this will be. So So these are homemade costumes other than the bald cap? Well, I ordered the Snoopy ears on Amazon, so then I'll just figure out the rest of my... <laughs> and then he ordered the Charlie Brown shirt, mm-hmm. so the yellow mm-hmm. sh- uh, shirt. That'll be but fun. You have to post some fun. pictures. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be interesting. But what about you guys? Are you dressing up this year, or do you have a costume that you wore in the past that you <laughs> that you liked? What do you think? Uh, me, <laughs> I'll be with the monks, so probably. Not. Oh, right, right. Did, did you have a favorite costume, like in any part of your life? I'm trying to think. Yeah, what what have I been? Like my mind is kind of blanking right now. But I know I think I was a Browns player at some point. Um, I think I was like a outdoorsman, or like a hunter, one Ooh. year as like a kid. Um, maybe like a mummy as well. Um, but I'm trying to. Th- I'll have to ask my mom next time I see her to like say like, what did I dress up as for yeah. for Halloween? She I gotta have some pictures too. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, those are a few of the costumes that kind of stood out. Oh, Deacon Bob, any any favorites from the past? Um, when I was at Padua, they all dressed up. I mean, like everybody. Hmm. Um, so I was Indiana Jones. Oh, I can so see that totally. Great. We. Um, Father David and I did a podcast, like, what's your walk-up song? Oh, my <laughs> So I, I just would like the Indiana Jones music to come <laughs> riding in on a horse. <laughs> Never losing a hat. So, yeah. That's good. But it's more fun dressing up the kids for Halloween, like the grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, the best thing. Yeah. So, so And then go fun. trick-or-treating with them. Do they have their costumes picked out this year? The answer is yes, but I can't remember what they are. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. When okay. is trick or treating? Like Halloween's on it's Tuesday on this year, yeah. but Nobody, it is on a Tuesday. Yeah, a lot night? of times they'll put it on Sunday or Saturday night. Yeah, maybe it's Sunday, but this year it's on like Tuesday. They're gonna do it Tuesday night. Yeah, okay. from what I've heard from mm. Spencer, he's playing a gig at the Centro on Halloween night. Wow. And that's mm. in the Nine Hotel downtown. So wow. I've never been to the Nine Hotel or <laughs> to this restaurant. So I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Interesting. The I think the manager at Ballantine in downtown Willoughby got him this oh, gig. Wow, so good. I don't hmm. know. That'll be... It's just for from 6 to 8, so... Are there hours. tickets to, to go and see them? Or it's just it's a, it's a restaurant. Oh, it's just a restaurant. So the oh, Centro, okay. so you just go and I'm assuming. Um, I don't know if there's like a, do you think with, I don't know if it's a, a bar and restaurant where there's like an entry fee or something. You just go get something. a drink and yeah, I don't know. have to get dinner. Mm. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, our first time going, so we'll have to see. <laughs> Very cool. Actually on Tuesday night. Yeah, on Tuesday yeah. night. So. Okay. Might get crazy down there. I don't you gonna know. Gonna be in your super Snoopy costume? <laughs> no, I think the Centro is a little bit. <laughs> I don't think they allow dogs in there. <laughs> it, it could be an interesting experience. Maybe. Oh god. After eight o'clock, probably. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You yeah. might be getting the better time slot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. Well, so today I thought maybe we could touch on because I feel like one of the most common questions about being a Catholic especially around October and Halloween is like, can Catholics celebrate 
and participate in Halloween festivities, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So thinking of, you know, dressing up as co- in costumes, um, going trick-or-treating, like all that kind of stuff. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? is so, it's such a common question, like I said, where yeah. people, people do it, but then they're like, oh yeah, are we technically mm. allowed to be participating in this or how does that work? Yeah, <laughs> this is probably good to just to preface this by saying this is a conversation, right? <laughs> this is not a dogmatic not, yeah, teaching no. of the church. But no. um, yeah, good, good, good question to kind of engage with and think through a little bit. Yeah, um, I think definitely celebrations of Halloween. Um, we can talk in a, in a minute or two about like some of the um, roots of Halloween and where that comes from. But mm-hmm. I think there's certainly a, um, an innocent approach to Halloween and uh, a way that Catholics can engage with the the holiday of, of Halloween and yeah just just recognizing okay like what is how, what am I doing here right as as I'm in, engaging with this this day of you know costumes and and festivities and that kind of thing and maybe we can yeah start to kind of talk a little bit about some of the, the origins of Halloween and mm-hmm. and um, how it does have the the Catholic roots there so like what does hallow mean like we all have like the hallow app and yeah. thinking of halloween what does that mean that yeah word? so hallow is kind of a more archaic english word that means holy right yeah. um and even we can think of the word holiday that comes from you know the word holy day mm-hmm. you know so many mm-hmm. of the so many of the holidays that we celebrate uh, today christmas easter that kind of thing mm-hmm. are because they're holy days holy days in, in the church and so Halloween is uh, a combination of words for All Hallows' Eve. So it's looking at the fellow, uh, the festivity or the celebration of All Saints' Day on November 1st. Um, that's been set for centuries at this point, where we celebrate all of those who are in heaven and um, giving praise and glory to God for the gift of, of uh, the heavenly afterlife. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this, this Eve on October 31st is... The day that we be, begin to to celebrate that, mm. so and reflecting on kind of yeah, like you said, the afterlife. Like we're all called to holiness, mm-hmm. right? And really preparing ourselves and thinking of yeah, we can participate in these traditions that um, I think the Irish immigrants came mm-hmm. over and brought some of these traditions of like. Now we have like trick or treating and jack o' lanterns and all those things, um, and we kind of combined those traditions, I think, and to bring us in the Christian faith kind of c- together right. and reflecting on our death and eternal life with Christ in heaven. So we have yeah, All Saints Day November first, All Souls Day on November second. Right. And remembering, like, hopefully, you know, all of our loved ones that have passed away, we remember and we pray for them um, and hope that they are in the kingdom of heaven as well with our Lord. Exactly. And I wonder if, um, if you look at Halloween and the Christian roots of that, and then you look at Christmas and the Christian roots of that, mm-hmm. and you look at Easter and the Christian roots of that, you know, things get enculturated and then mm. they move away from the Christian roots into like a whole different story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get the Easter Bunny, or you mm-hmm. get Santa Claus, or you get let's dress up like Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> you know, but the, as Catholics, I think if we focus in on what the Catholic 
understanding is of each of the holidays. Right. Yeah. Um, that's where we still can keep the meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you brought up Christmas because we can, as a society and culture, we get so caught up in, oh my gosh, all the gifts, Santa's mm-hmm. coming, like all these things. And then we forget almost the true meaning of why we're celebrating these big holidays mm-hmm. and things that we're remembering as a Christian. So um, that's another thing that uh, it's important to not get so caught up right. in mm-hmm. some of these, I'd say like newer traditions or things like that. And it's fine, I think, to participate in mostly all of those. And just, I think the intention mm-hmm. has to be there. Like, yeah. like Father Andy, you said, you know, why are we uh, participating and doing these things mm-hmm. with costumes and having fun? Those are those could be good things. Yeah. Um, but as long as we're kind of remembering um, our faith and our traditions and what we're truly looking towards and remembering. Right. And I think that's the unique challenge for us as as Catholics, as Christians, as disciples of Christ, realizing that you know um, how we enter into something, you know, whatever the festivity or the celebration may be. It's like to remember to enter into it with, you know, our, our Catholic mindset front and center. Catholic lens. Through the Catholic lenses, mm-hmm. yeah. Like seeing, seeing ourselves and, and whatever we're doing as, okay, this has, you know, um, kind of like this eternal perspective in mind. You know, yeah. keeping, keeping the heavenly kingdom, you know, as our, as our goal and our end and living all that we do in this life with that end in mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, like I said, that's the unique challenge for us as, as Catholics to uh, to approach these things in that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think if we look around at a lot of um, Halloween celebrations today, in mm-hmm. you know, they're very oftentimes focused on on kind of gore and, and death and can be pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, but from a Catholic perspective, you know, our focus really is on the resurrection, mm-hmm. right? And that 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 is our destiny like that's what we're really aiming for and that's what it, that's what is to be to be celebrated yes as okay. as catholics we acknowledge and we we look you know death kind of right in the face um we don't deny it we don't try to run from it mm-hmm. but we also don't kind of glorify death in and of itself yeah. we recognize that death is really in and through jesus christ his resurrection his death and resurrection we recognize that death has been transformed and brings our our focus and our attention into like the resu- like the reality, the incredible reality of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can, we can approach these things with, with those lenses on and yeah. keep, keep ourselves kind of on the right track. And I think it even echoes Good Friday. You mm-hmm. know, like 100%. we celebrate Jesus's suffering and death, mm-hmm. not as suffering and death is the important part, but the mm-hmm. resurrection is. Right. Yeah. So right. Um, how do we keep the focus on the resurrection part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that here at St. Gabriel and probably at other churches around, um, on All Saints Day, sometimes they have uh, kids dress up as saints and maybe their favorite saint. And again, incorporating the, the costumes and trying to reflect on the lives of these saints mm-hmm. and as role models for us. And mm-hmm. I think that's always so cute to see them all dressed up and kind of participate in the All Saints Day Mass. Right. When they taught at All Saints, which is on the, the grounds of Borromeo Seminary yeah. and St. Mary's Seminary, 
the whole school would dress up. I don't think there was a whole lot of kids. Maybe mm-hmm. 400. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was. The whole school? Yeah, wow. it, it wasn't real huge. Um, but we would go from the school <laughs> through, like, the refectory or the cafeteria and then over to the nursing home across the street, and they'd all be dressed oh, wow. up as saints. Aww. It was the coolest thing to see this whole long line yeah. of saintly kids. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you wonder if heaven is like that, where there's just this immense mm. line of saints just kind of yeah. being with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good to reflect on, I think, heaven uh, at some points like that. Like, what does... What is the afterlife? What are, what is it going to be like in heaven? And mm-hmm. obviously, we don't have a lot of answers, but yeah. we can we can know what we know from you know scripture and just yeah. the hope of the resurrection, right? Right, right. Which is really beautiful. Yeah, and as we enter into as we come to the end of November, or, uh, October and yeah. enter into the month of November, I mean, the entire month of November in the church is really dedicated to praying for those who have died, praying for for them to um, be in heaven you know, forever with, with God. And, um, mm-hmm. it's a time for us also to reflect on our own mortality. You know, yeah. the church invites us to reflect on, uh, our own end, our own death that, you know, we will experience death. It's a time that the church, church invites us and calls us to reflect on the end of time itself. You know, when, when Christ will return at the end of time, his second coming. Mm. And it's a time also where the liturgical year is coming to an end. And this is at the end of November, we celebrate the feast, the solemnity of Christ, King of the universe. And so he, you know, reigns triumphant over all of all of creation. And so, yeah, the month of November has a particular kind of focus for us as Catholics, where um, we're called to to pray for the dead, to reflect on our own lives and our own end um, and the, the second coming of Christ. So I feel like death is something that we all fear or have Mm. some sort of like I wonder how I'll die or I'm afraid of this and that and there is that fear there but I think what you're saying is it's important to kind of reflect on that and Mm. bring that to prayer too and Mm -hmm. saying okay like this is in our final destination and reflecting on it in a sense of hope Mm -hmm. right because you can really get in a dark place once you start to <laughs> reflect on, okay, all this death or all these bad things happening yeah. around us, like especially right now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are in this heavy state, obviously with war and violence and Israel and Ukraine and is it the end of the world? Is Christ coming? I don't know. And just this, he- I just feel like mm-hmm. this heaviness right now. Right. I don't know about you guys, right. but. And we've been doing, um, first communion interviews and I usually Mm -hmm. ask parents if you could ask God one question what would you ask and it's usually how do I keep my kids safe you know Mm -hmm. or it's a scary world how do we navigate through it Mm -hmm. Um, I think the challenge is helping parents to see God as the source of the strength Mm -hmm. and the source of everything that we do Mm -hmm. Um, that in reality we're pretty much just powerless Mm -hmm. and if we can surrender to God Mm -hmm then death doesn't seem so scary. Right. Right. I think that's a great reminder, too, of the power of some of the the devotions that we have in the church, especially like the um, the devotion to praying the Stations of the Cross, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, where if we look at that devotion, walking along with the passion of Jesus himself, and um, the reason why we do that is to reflect on the great sacrifice that he 
did for us to, you know, inflame our own hearts with the love of God as we look at his love for us, but also to help us in our own lives to know that, you know, we're, we're going to walk through our own passion moments at times, but we don't walk this alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that if we're able to kind of look at these situations, these scary situations that we might naturally be repulsed by or, or have this revulsion to, to pull away from, um, if we're able to, to look at these things and by the grace of God being with us and like to stay in it, then he will carry us through, yeah. right? And so, um, so yeah, these devotions can help us to remain strong in Christ in the midst of, you know, whatever, whatever we're going through. And I love watching the leaves fall off the mm-hmm. trees right now. They're so beautiful. Um, but again, during these times, it's like reflecting on the dying and rising. Mm-hmm. So the fall and winter, you know, things are the trees and the leaves, they're kind of dying and mm-hmm. the leaves are falling down. And then in the spring, everything blooms again, mm-hmm. right? So the dying and rising are good to kind of reflect on as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another common question is especially during this time around Halloween in October, um, the question is like, as a Catholic, can you watch horror movies or like horror shows, paranormal shows? Like, what are your thoughts? That's such a heavy question too. But um, just briefly, if you want to touch on like, is that allowed <laughs> as a Catholic? Because there's really Good nowhere question. where it says like any rules for this mm-hmm. kind of stuff with what yeah. we're experiencing in our culture today. Yeah, there is. Um, I just thought of this as you were asking that question. There is, um, I believe, like a like a Catholic. This might be done by like the USCCB, the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops. Mm-hmm. I think they might put out like a movie review kind of um, blog or something like that. And they give you know we're we're familiar with like the the ratings like G and PG and PG-13 yeah. and R and that kind of thing, they have their own rating system as well um, that helps to rate things kind of like on a more Catholic scale. And uh, so that would be helpful. Maybe we can include that in the show notes sure. that people That's can look really up. Good. Yeah, look up um, movie reviews from a Catholic perspective to kind of help us to see like, okay, you know, is this is this going to be good for me if I've never really seen this movie before? Like, what What's happening in this movie that might be morally helpful or morally morally unhelpful mm-hmm. um but yeah this is this is a uh, a little bit of maybe like a little bit more of a gray area again mm-hmm. this is just this yeah. is just kind of my own uh, thoughts and ponderings on this yeah. um yeah it's it maybe a good reflection to kind of help you assess like is this helpful for me or not like i think the question like is this allowed or not allowed mm-hmm. maybe that would be maybe not the approach i would recommend um, but maybe saying like, okay, what fruit is this bearing in my life? If I'm watching this movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, what is this doing to me? <laughs> is this, uh, you know, strengthening me in some way? Is this is this helping me to grow in faith, hope, and love? Um, is it making me more charitable? Is it is it helping me that way? Is it bringing me peace, mm-hmm. or is it, you know, kind of doing the opposite? <laughs> yeah. um, what fruit is being born by me engaging with this movie or the show or that kind of thing? Um, those are some initial thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you have other thoughts. Or going into the haunted houses, like, for uh, yeah. Halloween, like, being scared. Mm-hmm. I think it, I mean, the intention there for different horror movies and everything is obviously to scare us, right? Mm-hmm. And to bring about these inner emotions. Mm-hmm. And it it's successful in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Mm-hmm. Um but I think 
Yeah, like you're saying, some of them, it's like, okay, they're thrillers, you can kind of recognize what's good and bad in some of these films, but some of the darker ones are hard to watch, Mm because you know the spiritual world is obviously real, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. some of these ones can be... I wonder what makes it scary. Like, what is it that resonates with us that goes, this is, there's something to fear here, Mm. you know, and what makes it fearful? Mm. Um, And the movie producers are really good at knowing what (laughs) buttons to push to make it scary and fearful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And going back to what you said, Father, I I think um, it is one of those gray areas. There's not a rule. Yeah. um, But the question of is it healthy or unhealthy? Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and when we go to it, like with food, mm-hmm. is this healthy or unhealthy? Yeah. Or a lot of other things. It, or even, is it desensitizing me to evil? Oh, you know? That's a really good point. Um, or towards suffering. Or violence. Or, or violence, yeah. 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 Um, and watching news 24 hours a day is probably just as scary, scary. as watching one of the scary movies. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um... Mm-hmm. I think also not feeding Satan's side, mm-hmm. you know, or, or not feeding that dark side. Mm-hmm. That the the more we pay attention to it, the more power it has. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that kind of leads us down a dark path. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if we're honest with ourselves, if we look in in our own hearts and minds, there is some level i would say of like morbid curiosity mm-hmm. that we have with with different things that makes us want to kind of say like well what is you know let me kind of mm-hmm. look over there a little bit mm-hmm. and look see what's what's over there and even though i know like this probably isn't good for me but i'm gonna kind of look anyway <laughs> um and so we have to be you know we have to be mindful of that and realize okay some desires that i have you know need a little bit of help from God <laughs> kind of reshaping yeah. and, and knowing like, okay, some desires or emotions that I might have, I, I recognize that I acknowledge those desires, uh, that they are there, but it doesn't mean I have to kind of give in to every single desire that I have, like to, right. to watch this or go here or do this. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I need to, uh, kind of be on guard against those a little bit. So mm-hmm. I've stopped, uh, recently, like watching a lot of those movies and shows and, um, especially in theaters. Cause I'm like, why am I putting myself through this? <laughs> like, what am I doing here? And it was always like at home watching it before bed. I'm like, what, what am I doing? And so now it's like, okay, like I need, when I get home, I just need peace of mind yes. and just kind of calm. And mm-hmm. those are not the things that I need right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to bring in. That's right. So, so I, that's what I've been using. Like, the chanted nighttime prayer on the Hallow <laughs> app. Yeah. Instead of uh, listening to the eleven o'clock news. Um, <laughs> there you go. So that's yeah. a good insight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we want to fall asleep to and wake up to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think just kind of to wrap up here, reflecting on you know, as a Catholic, it is okay to participate in you know Halloween, dressing up, costumes, and uh, trick or treating. But remember, with all these different holidays that we celebrate, why are we doing them? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the why and the meaning behind? So again, as we move into next week, uh, reflecting on that call to holiness Mm -hmm. from all of us, right? 
and praying for the intercession of these saints that we look to as role models. And we also pray for our loved ones that Mm -hmm. have passed away. And we pray that uh, we may one day be united with them in the kingdom of heaven. That's right. And one last thing. We talked about um, the origins of (laughs) trick-or-treating. Yeah, kids would go from door to door and they would promise to pray for the Mm -hmm. person's family that were deceased mm-hmm. um, and then in, in turn they would get like this little soul cake kind of like donut wow. pastry kind of thing that it wasn't just um, you give me a, tra- a treat or I'm going to trick you it was yeah. I'm going to say a prayer for somebody and it was mm-hmm. more thank you to the kid for praying for people's deceased I so, wish we brought that back yeah, yeah well, maybe yeah. that's something we need to think maybe. about is when we're going to all these different homes how do we pray for those people that there are you there? go yeah. that's a really good connection so, love it good. all right well should we close in prayer yes yes we'll use a uh, one of the prayers from the church's funeral ritual so uh, this is from the rite of committal so let's pray in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. almighty god through the death of your son on the cross you destroyed our death Through his rest in the tomb, you hallowed the graves of all who believe in you. And through his rising again, you restored us to eternal life. God of the living and the dead, accept our prayers for those who have died in Christ and are buried with him in the hope of rising again. Since they were true to your name on earth, let them praise you forever in the joy of heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Know that we're praying for you, and we will catch you next time. Thanks. God bless.